0: as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
2: I do want to remind you that if you want to be sure to never miss an episode, follow the podcast with your favorite podcast software, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Overcast, or Stitcher. Also, I want to encourage you to check out our other podcasts, and I'm highlighting the video version of the podcast at uh, videotheater.greatdetectives.net. Twice a month, we bring you a public domain detective video, Uh, right now we're rotating back and forth between episodes of Dangerous Assignment and U.S. Marshal. So you can check that out over at videotheater.greatdetectives.net. But now it's time for today's episode of Meet Miss Sherlock, the original air date, September the 12th, 1946, and the title is The Case of Wilmer and the Widow. Well, uh, Jane.
3: Yes, Peter? Now? Now what, Peter?
4: Will you marry me now, tonight?
3: Oh, Peter, I'm so sorry. I can't tonight. Tonight I have to solve the case of Wilmer and the widow. Oh.
5: Well, it's about time. About time to meet Miss Sherlock. As smart a little gal as ever stumbled across a real live clue.
6: No.
7: No. No, no. Please. Please don't! Oh, no! <laughs>
3: Jane, Peter. Hello, darling. Peter, Peter, darling, let's have lunch together today.
5: Well, certainly, Jane. Where?
3: I'd like to go to Pierre's. There's so many Frenchmen there.
5: Frenchmen, Jane? I didn't know you preferred Frenchmen. Oh, no, Peter,
3: I don't, but Beth Ellis does.
5: Beth Ellis? Is
4: that little screwball coming, too?
3: Well, certainly, Peter. She's my friend, and besides, she speaks very good French, she says. Okay,
4: Jane. Pierre's at noon.
3: Pierre's at noon, and Peter.
6: Yes,
4: Jane?
3: Will you wear a beret?
4: Me? Wear a beret? What on earth?
3: Well, Peter, Beth's never been to a French restaurant, and I'd like to show her a real good time—sort of a, a French atmosphere all the way. You know what I mean, Peter? Oh, oh you are sweet, Peter. Very sweet. See you at noon.
5: Does uh, Monsieur wear the beret often? No,
4: Monsieur does not wear the beret often. Monsieur, would like a table where no one can see him. I understand, monsieur,
5: if you will follow me. Mademoiselle Sherlock is going to join you? Yes. Here, I think you will find it comfortable. Perhaps uh, an aperitif before lunch?
4: A tall, cold, impetuous drink of something, Pierre. Double bourbon and soda.
5: It should be cold and
4: impetuous enough.
5: Right away, wait. Your uh, drink. And telephone, monsieur. Telephone? I didn't order any telephone. A young lady is calling. Your Mademoiselle Sherlock, eh?
4: Eh, yourself. And bring me another double. Oui, monsieur. Un moment. Hello? Peter, this
3: is Jane. I'm terribly sorry, darling, but you'll just have to wait a little while for me.
4: Well, what's keeping you?
3: I'm tied up for the moment, Peter. You see, I'm shopping for Blossoms on Broadway, only,
4: only I'm not really. Hmm. that makes sense. Go on. Well,
3: you see, I'm really shopping for Wilmer. He came in yesterday. He wants to buy an engagement ring.
4: Wilmer? Yes, Wilmer. Of course. It's
3: really the widow,
4: Wilmer's widow. Oh, Wilmer's widow. Uh-huh. You see,
3: I'm doing it for you, Peter.
4: For me? Oh, why, Jane? Well, your client, silly, don't you see? Wilmer's
0: widow.
4: No, I don't see And Who the heck is Wilmer? Well, Wilmer is your
0: client, and that's why I'm late.
4: Look, Jane, I don't know any Wilmers. and if I did, I'd kill him for having a name like that. How
3: could you know him, Peter? Wilmer's widow is really going to be your client, and you just wait at the air, so I'll be there
4: I think I'm still here. Did you wear it? Hmm?
3: Did you wear
7: the beret? Yes. Oh, you're so sweet. I'll be there soon. Goodbye.
4: Oh, nuts.
7: Monsieur, I believe this is my table.
4: Hmm? Oh. Oh. Huh?
7: I believe this is my table.
4: Oh, <laughs> I, no, I don't think so. I uh Pierre reserved it for me and my friends.
7: Your friends?
4: Yes, I am going to meet my fiancee and her friend here soon. I was just talking to her on the phone.
7: And your fiance will be late.
4: Yes, how did you know?
7: Mm. It is always the way with lovers. I too am waiting for a friend.
4: Oh. Uh, uh, won't won't you sit down? We can wait together. Oh,
7: thank you, Monsieur. <laughs> You, you forgive me, but
3: uh, do you wear the beret always?
4: Oh, that. <laughs> no, no, not always. You, you see, Jane asked me to wear it today to make this girlfriend of hers feel at home. Oh? Uh, kind of a uh, give her a little atmosphere.
7: Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, monsieur, you haven't yet told me your name.
4: Oh, oh well, well, my name's Peter Blossom. I'm an attorney. I, uh, uh, uh what's yours?
7: I am Yvonne. Yvonne? Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Well, that's a pretty name. Uh, A very pretty name.
7: Thank you. (laughs) Oh, life in your country is very disconcerting at times. I am not yet used to it.
5: (laughs) Oh, you'll get
4: used to it, I'm certain.
7: Oh, but you, monsieur, do not seem accustomed to it. You were rather upset when I intruded.
4: Oh, I was talking to Jane on the telephone. She gets a little confusing at times. She's with someone named Wilmer now. She says he's my client, and I don't know what to think. Wilmer? Yes, I don't know. Oh, oh, there she is now. Jane! Jane! Stay right here. I think you'll like Jane. I'll go meet Peter, her.
7: Peter? You, Peter? Here. Right here, Jane.
3: Wait a minute, Peter. Wilmer's out in front of Jane McCann. Come
4: on, Jane. Wilmer can find the table himself. But
3: Peter, I hate telling Come you. Come on, my...
4: Jane. There's someone over at my table I'd like to have you meet. Might
3: help you to be on time the next time
4: we have a date for lunch. <gasps> Peter,
3: you did. Did what? The beret. I think you look so cute, but Beth Alice isn't coming. She doesn't know what she's missing. Well, we won't
4: talk about that. Oh, here we are. Jane, I'd like to have you meet Yvonne.
3: You you mean the potted palm? Or is it you that's potted? Hmm? I don't see anyone but a potted palm. Peter, have you been...
4: It's funny. She was here a minute ago. She was sitting right here.
3: here. comes Wilmer. Wilmer. Oh, Peter, don't be cross. I brought you a nice new client. Wilmer's widow is wanted for murder.
4: Wilmer doesn't look quite dead enough to... Murder? Who? How?
3: Well, it's Wilmer's friend, really. She's wanted for murdering her husband. That's Wilmer's widow.
4: Now, Jane, listen to me. I'm a civil lawyer, not a criminal, and I... Oh, well,
3: Peter, I never said you were a criminal, but you certainly must be civil to Wilmer.
4: Oh, Jane. You
3: know, Wilmer? Over here.
5: Wilmer, right here. <laughs>
7: Well, it's this way, Peter. I met Wilmer this morning right after I telephoned you. Uh, uh, Perhaps I'd better explain, Miss Sherlock. I I don't think Mr. Blossom quite understands what our connection is.
4: Please do, Wilmer.
7: Well, you see, Mr. Blossom, I was... Uh, Pardon me, but do you wear it all the time? No. Peter, Wilmer's only trying to tell you about his widow.
4: Go on, Wilmer.
7: Yes. Uh, The widow of T.P. Randolph is a special friend of mine... And I'm... I'm afraid she's wanted for murder.
4: Murdered? Yes. Who's murder?
3: Mr. Randolph's murder. You see, Peter, they found Mr. Randolph in a car this morning, parked in front of a bar called The Manhole. Someone had shot him, and now they can't find Mrs. Randolph anywhere.
4: Well, now, isn't that nice?
7: Oh, no, it, it's not nice at all. They've been looking everywhere for Mrs. Randolph, and I, I'm frightened. Where is she? Well, I don't really know. Uh, You see, uh, the police found her fingerprints all over the steering wheel of the car. Whose? Wilmer's widow, Mrs. Randolph. You see, Peter, Mr. Randolph was a
3: very rich man, and and Mrs. Randolph would get all his money if he were dead.
7: Oh, yes, but she really couldn't have anything to do with it. Not for money.
4: (laughs) Uh, Money, Wilmer, is a very good motive for murder.
7: Then you think Wilmer's widow is guilty. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Very guilty.
7: But, 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 oh, dear, I... She couldn't be... She's not that kind of a girl. Not Yvonne. Who? Why, Yvonne. Yvonne Randall. Can you take the case, Peter?
4: Yvonne. Just a minute, Jane. Wilmer, uh, what does Yvonne look like?
7: Oh, she's beautiful. I remember the first time I saw her in a flame-red dress that seemed to set the sparkles in her hair.
4: French accent?
7: Why, why yes, yes. How did you know?
4: Never mind. Wilmer, I'll take the case.
7: <gasps> That's wonderful of you, Peter. Oh,
4: thank you, Mr. Blossom. And when can I meet your widow, Yv- Yv- oh, uh, Mrs. Randolph?
7: Oh, I-, I know she'll get in touch with me pretty soon. I handled all of Mr. Randolph's money. Yvonne loves money.
4: <laughs> I'm sure she does.
3: Peter,
7: do you think you can help Wilmer's widow?
4: Maybe. But, Wilmer, I'll have to surrender her to the district attorney's office as a matter of form after I've talked to
7: her. Oh, I, I understand perfectly. I, I'll let you know as soon as she shows up. You can trust Peter, Wilmer. Oh, I hope so.
4: Did you say Mr. Randolph was killed in front of the uh, manhole?
7: It's a bar or something over on the Bowery, Peter. Hmm. Uh, I must get back to my office now. You'll excuse me? Of course, Wilmer. Uh, yes. Uh, by the way, Miss Sherlock, uh, when you find that ring we were looking for, uh, will you have this engraved on the inside? Here. Oh, yes, Wilmer. I'll take care of it. Goodbye. So long. Uh, g- goodbye.
4: Funny little guy. Yeah, I wonder...
3: Peter! Hmm? Come on, we've got to get busy. But
4: I can't do anything until Wilmer finds Mrs. Randolph, Jane.
3: Oh, yes, we can. We can find a murderer. The manhole. Isn't that a nice name, Peter?
4: Oh, sometimes, Jane. I wonder why i let you might. get...
6: Awfully
3: dark for the afternoon in here, Peter.
4: Yes, isn't it? Might as well go to the bar. Bartenders usually know everything. A charming afternoon, folks. What'll it be?
3: Uh, um, two bourbons, Peter?
4: No, oh, that'll be fine. A very
6: exemplary choice. I'll fetch him forthwith. Forthwith? Fortwith. An oh. ad I love.
3: Peter, will have to ask him what happened this
6: morning. Mm. I took the liberty of bringing you an afterthought of ginger ale.
3: Oh, that's very sweet of you.
6: Be anything else?
4: Oh, uh, uh, no.
6: Uh, pardon me, sir. Is the uh, beret a uh, standard party of your costume?
4: Hmm? Oh. The beret. Oh, the beret. No, no, I, wore it for a friend. I see. Greater love hath no man. Now, see, and here now, you are. Peter,
3: uh, uh, Peter's sensitive about the
1: beret.
4: Understandable. We, uh, are wondering if you were here this morning when they found the body of Mr. Randolph in front. I not only was here, I found it.
6: I know nothing of the affair, and it's not my fault someone was crass enough to park a corpse in front of my shop. And furthermore, my business is not talking but selling booze.
4: Another brother? Oh. Uh, ever hear of a girl named Yvonne? I
6: repeat, I know nothing. Perhaps I better tend to my wake in the back. Call me if you need.
3: We didn't get very much information from him, did we, Peter? Not much. He just refused to talk. I'll bet he knows
5: something. I know something.
3: Oh. Who are you?
5: That is unimportant. You know Yvonne?
3: Yvonne? I don't know her. Do you know Yvonne? What
5: is this? What I do know is this. You want to keep your health, you forget about Yvonne. <laughs>
6: Jane Sherlock, what are you doing well, here? Well,
3: Peter and I just dropped in for, for a drink,
6: didn't we, Peter? Yes, that's all. Hello, Miss Sherlock, Mr. Blossom. What's new? You solving any murders today? They haven't got any to solve. They're all solved. What do you mean, Captain Dingo? Just what I said. You mean you've already solved the Randolph killing? The one that happened this morning? All taken care of, Kitty. It's not a thing for you to do.
3: But that can't be, Dingy. I. Jane,
6: hmm? please don't call me Dingy. Oh, I'm sorry. Who murdered Randolph? Yvonne Randolph, his wife. She called him, drove him here, parked the car and left him. But
3: are you sure? Very
6: certain. The fingerprints were all over the steering wheel. You know, Jane, I had a feeling you and Peter would be snooping around here. For once, you're too late to butt in. It's all sewed up. Yep, all sewed up. Not a stitch showing. Even Tollison knows. Right, Chief.
4: Well, where are you holding Mrs. Randolph?
6: Oh, we haven't had time to find her yet. Oh... See?
3: Well, Captain Dingo, Peter and I were just dropping by. You see, we wanted to get a little information.
6: Information? What kind of information?
3: Mm, Peter's taken a new case. He's Mrs. Randolph's lawyer.
6: He's what? I'm her lawyer. Oh, you are, are you? Gene, Gene, what's going to happen now? Well, you picked a swell case to switch to criminal law on. You'll never get her off. We got her dead to rights.
3: The manhole's a very interesting place.
6: Any place is interesting that has a dead body parked in front of it in the morning? You no,
3: know, the most frightening man spoke to Peter and me while we were in there.
6: Oh, if you mean the bartender, Miss Sherlock, he is a little screwy, isn't he? Strange is a better I word. I
3: don't mean the bartender. There was another man. He was wearing a beret, just like Peter's.
6: Oh, yes. Uh, I meant to ask you about that, Peter. Is it uh, comfortable? Dingle, I dislike uh, seeing. It's not but... as
3: cute as Peter's. This man was tall and kind of skinny with a scar on his face. Hey, Chief, that's all. Shut up,
6: Tollison. Did you say he had a scar on his face?
3: Yes, the poor fellow must have run into a plate glass window or something in his time. That was
6: Andre Pettichon.
3: Who's Andre Pettichon?
6: Oh, just one of our prize suspects, that's all. Which way did he go?
3: I don't know. He was in the bar a minute ago. Get in there, Tollison. Right, Chief.
6: What's he got to do with this? Nothing, only he was a great friend of Mrs. Randolph's and tried to swindle her husband with some phony invention. We think he was in on it.
3: Well, what makes you think
4: that?
6: Mrs. Randolph was seen with him three or four times in the Markham Grill. We found that out. They used to meet there. She only married Randolph for his money. The Markham grill? Yeah. You two might have let our prize suspect get away. We'll find Mrs. Randolph sooner or later, but Andre's clever enough to slip out of town. Why didn't Wait, you?
3: Kingy, we didn't know he was important.
6: He was important, and don't call me Dingy. No one's sight, Chief. Barkeep doesn't speak very good English. Uh, Chief. What's a, uh, a fort with? Well, he's got a way. Come on, Tollison, let's get back in there. I'll make this bartender talk if it's the last thing I do. Come on, Peter, we'll go too. Oh, to uh, it.
4: no, hmm? Jane. Let Dingle take care of that.
3: But, Peter, they're going to try to find out about Andre Petijon.
4: Hmm, so are we, Jane.
3: Well, then come on, Peter, let's go in the manhole. No.
4: We're going over to Markham's. I've got to protect my client. <laughs>
3: about this case the wrong way. Why did we go to all the trouble of questioning the head waiter at the Markham Grill?
4: We kept our health, didn't we? Well,
3: yes, And but... we
4: don't know where Andre would... Wilmer's back. Yeah, we'll soon know.
3: I wonder if he found Mrs. Randolph yet.
4: Mrs. Randolph is the kind of woman you don't just find, Jane. Huh?
3: What do you mean, Peter?
4: Blondes like Mrs. Randolph are a rare vintage.
3: Oh. Hmm. Uh, Wilmer Waldo, public accountant and business affairs. I wonder what that means, Peter.
4: A high-priced business agent. People like Randolph often use them to handle their money. Oh, and uh, this is probably what he did for him. And Jane, if you need someone to help you handle your money, you have to have a lot of it.
3: I suppose so, but
4: Uh, Wilmer's the type.
3: Yes, isn't he? The type for what, Peter? You think maybe Wilmer's hiding Yvonne under his desk?
4: Wilmer's probably hiding plenty.
3: Doesn't look like anyone's here, Peter what could have
7: happened to Wilmer. He was such a nice little man. He wouldn't... Oh, oh, it's you two. Yes, Peter and I want to see you, Wilmer. Hi,
4: Wilmer. What took you so long?
7: I came as fast as I could. I was in the file. Right in the drawer?
4: Jane.
7: Come in, come in. Oh, you have a nice office, Wilmer. A little bit unlike you. Oh, do you think so? Oh, red plush leather chairs and chromium lace. Oh, I like nice things.
4: Of course you do, Wilmer. Uh... Where's Yvonne?
7: I don't know, Mr. Blossom. I, I haven't seen her yet. Wilmer, Peter and I haven't uh,
4: got Let quite... me handle this. Judy.
7: Now, Peter,
3: you... Look,
4: Wilmer, I don't think you've been telling me all you know.
3: Oh, Peter, that is nice. You shouldn't talk to
7: Wilmer that way. And why? Well, can't you see you've upset him? And besides, you're bigger than he is, Peter. Yeah, but but but, but, but I, I I have told you all I know. Yvonne Randolph is wanted for her husband's murder. Look, Wilmer,
4: do you know André Petitjean?
7: André Petitjean. Andre... No, no, I don't think so. He's a Frenchman
3: from France. Oh. Yes. He talked to Peter and me today. He seemed to know Mrs. Randolph
7: very well. He did. I mean, he
4: did. Very well. In fact, so well that when Jane and I went to the manhole to try and get a little information from the bartender, he walked over and told us to forget all about Yvonne. Oh,
7: dear, oh, dear. That's terrible. terrible. It's terrible. I wonder what connection he has with all this. We're wondering the same thing, Wilmer. Are you sure you don't know André Petitjean? No, uh, no, I don't think I do.
4: You said that once before. Peter, this has
7: all been very trying.
4: It's going to be more trying any minute now.
7: Uh,
3: What do you mean? Wilmer, Peter and I went over to the Markham Grill before we came here. Uh, The
7: Markham on West 45th Street? The same. Oh, I've been there. They serve awfully nice steaks. Yes, Wilmer. Uh, You were eating dinner... Rather early, weren't you?
4: We weren't eating dinner.
7: Well, my goodness. We were talking to the head waiter, as a matter of fact. Uh, Alonzo, yes. Oh, he's an awfully nice fellow. I know his mother, too. She's very nice. Everybody's just fine. Do you know what Alonzo told us, Wilmer? Uh, no. What?
3: That he saw you and Andre Pettigan having dinner together there the night before Mr. Randolph was
7: murdered. Uh... Well, so I did. So you did. Didn't you just tell us you never heard of Andre pettijon Well, I hadn't really. Oh,
4: dear, you, you're confusing me again. Peter, be I, be Oh, quiet. nuts. Petijan is wanted by the police. Wilmer isn't wanted. Mrs. Randolph is wanted. Wilmer remembers. He doesn't remember. No one knows anything. Who am I? Well,
7: you're Peter Blossom, and I'm going to marry you. Oh, isn't that
4: sweet?
7: Oh. <laughs> Wilmer... How did you get to know Andre? Uh, I met him at Mr. Randolph's laboratory on 39th Street. He was a very nice chap.
4: (laughs) I knew he would be.
7: Yes. Uh, He was a friend of Mr. Randolph's, come to think of it. He was a friend of Mr. Randolph's? Uh Uh-huh. He had an invention he was trying to interest Mr. Randolph in. It was something for uh, reclaiming wool.
4: Did Randolph buy it? Oh,
7: dear, no. I advised against it. I see. Did
4: Randolph usually go by what you said, Wilma?
7: Always.
4: Your memory isn't any good, Wilmer, but I want to know how Andre knew Mr. Randolph.
7: Well, Andre knew Mrs. Randolph in Europe uh, before she met Mr. Randolph in Paris, I believe. And Mr.
3: Randolph married her and they came to the United States
7: and then Andre showed up with his invention. And I told Mr. Randolph not to buy it. Oh. I haven't seen Andre since. He was pretty angry. Naturally. Well, you see, uh, he and Mrs. Randolph were good uh, friends once... And then Andre came here and looked them up. And tried to sell Mr. Randolph an invention. Uh, yes. Uh, Mr. Randolph didn't like him. He thought that, um, that... What do you uh, think, Wilmer? That maybe Mrs. Randolph and Andre were beginning to like each other again. Mrs. Randolph was like that. Mm-hmm. No
3: wonder the police are looking for Andre. They think he and Mrs. Randolph...
7: Oh, they'll never find him. Uh, Miss Sherlock, did you find the ring yet? I want it to be just right. to ring? Oh, the ring you hired me to buy for you yesterday. Yes. And don't forget the inscription. No. No, I won't. You gave it to me earlier.
4: Getting married, Wilmer? Yes, as
7: soon as I can.
4: Who too? <gasps> what is it, Jane? <gasps> oh,
3: I feel faint, Peter. I feel faint. Oh,
7: dear.
4: God. Oh, dear. Get me. out of the way, Wilmer. I'll take her out in the air. <laughs> All right, Jane. You weren't a very good actress.
3: Why, Peter, we found out everything we wanted to know. There wasn't any more.
4: Oh, Jane, I was just beginning to get some information. We found
3: out the important thing.
4: We did? I mean, did we?
3: What? Where Yvonne is hiding.
4: Huh? Oh, wait a minute, Jane. Huh? Oh, the...
3: right here, driver. Wait for us, driver. Hey, what is this? Where are Come we? Come on, Peter. Now,
4: look, Jane, I don't mind wearing a beret for you. I don't even mind meeting Wilmer and getting a client I don't want. But why the alleyway? Don't what you... you see,
3: Peter? This is that laboratory of Mr. Randolph.
4: That's just dandy. So what?
3: Remember, Wilmer said he had the laboratory on 39th Street. This is it.
4: And what has this to do with Yvonne?
3: She's hiding here. Huh? Yvonne Randolph is hiding here. I just know it.
4: Oh, Jane, for God's sake! Oh, the...
3: good. The door's not locked.
4: Jane, will you please tell me what makes you think Yvonne Randolph might be hiding here? Where else
3: could she hide, Peter? Don't want to let anyone know we're here.
4: Jane, Jane, where are you?
3: Right here, Peter.
4: Oh, I can't see a blasted thing. Can
3: you find a light switch or something? No,
4: I can't even find myself. For heaven's sake, Jane, we don't wind up in jail for housebreaking or something before this day's over.
3: Did you hear something?
4: No, not a thing. Have you a match? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just a minute. Oh, there.
3: There's a light switch, Peter. Oh, good. I'll turn the lights on. And... Oh, Jane. Oh, it, what is it? It's Andre. Andre Perignon.
4: Oh, oh, and full of bullet holes. Oh. He's dead enough to pass coroner's inspection. Oh, Peter,
3: it's so horrible.
4: You had a good hunch, darling, but it looks like we found the wrong person.
3: For Andre. Well, huh?
4: guess there's nothing to do but phone homicide and let them know about this. Maybe there's a telephone in the other room. Oh,
3: oh. Peter? Peter? Peter, what is it? Have you found Yvonne?
7: Yes. Oh. You've found Yvonne. No, Peter. No, little one. He is not dead yet. What do you mean? He's not quite obvious. A life for a life. That saying is known in every country. But Peter didn't kill anyone. What about my Andre? What about him? He is dead and you and this man killed him. No,
3: no, you're wrong. We found him dead. We didn't kill Andre. Really, we didn't. I loved Andre and now he is dead.
7: Nothing else matters. don't shoot,
3: please. We came here to help you. We really did. Help me?
7: Why? Peter's your lawyer. My lawyer? (laughs) What could a lawyer do for me? I'm wanted for murder. The police are looking for me even now. I never loved my husband, but I did not kill him.
3: You and Andre tried to swindle him? Yes. Who killed him? Wilmer.
7: Please drop your gun, Yvonne. You? Yes, it's me. Drop your gun, Yvonne. Be careful, Wilmer. (laughs) You...
3: You, you murderer, you! Wilmer, a murderer?
7: Yes, he killed my husband. I had to, Miss Sherlock. He was in the way. Oh, Oh, Wilmer. And now I'm going to have to kill you two. Oh, and Mr. Blossom. Too bad. He was so nice. But why? I went to all the trouble of killing Mr. Randolph, and then this Andre Petijan came along. I might have known... Known what? I could never love anyone but Andre. I made the mistake of loving you, Yvonne, and now I'm going to you kill... You killed my Andre. But, Yvonne, I had to. You... You beast! Oh, Yvonne, <laughs> don't cry. I'm awfully Sorry. See, I'll kill you now, and then you won't feel badly anymore. Get it,
2: uh, get it, don't do that! Say want more to fix it,
4: Not bad, Jane. I learned that in law school.
3: Oh, Peter, I didn't know you were so
7: muscular. You were wonderful, monsieur.
4: Oh, you. Look what you did to my head.
7: I am very sorry. I, I apologize.
4: Oh, that's all right. It was nothing. It was... It, oh,
3: My goodness, Peter's fainted. (laughs) Feel better, darling?
4: Oh, I think so.
3: I was lucky you came, too. Wilmer was going to start shooting
6: everyone. Well, all right, Peter. Jane, you've scooped me again. Mrs. Randolph's in the clear, and we're booking Wilmer for both murders. Chief... I don't quite know how all this happened. We were looking for Mrs. Randolph, and then... Tollison, will you please stick to nothing but holding them once we get them? Let me handle the catching. Okay, Chief, but I... Tollison. All right, Chief. We were pretty good, huh, Dingle?
4: You were great. How did you get mixed up with those two, anyway? Well, you see, Jane and I were going to have lunch together at Pierre's. It's a French restaurant. of oh, course.
3: Only I had to do some errands, and I was late because of Wilmer. I was buying him an engagement ring. Because range. of Wilmer? Mm-hmm.
6: Jane, how did you meet Wilmer? Well,
3: it was him I was doing the errand for. And then I hired Peter to be Mrs. Randolph's lawyer. Chief, I... Collison,
6: please, go on, Jane.
3: And I phoned Beth Ellis, and she told me she couldn't make luncheon after all. Chief, tell me
6: frankly, are you with Miss Sherlock? Always. Go on, Jane.
3: So I telephoned Peter, and I... Captain Dingle, are you sure you're with me?
6: Jane, I've gone through this so many times, it always comes out sooner or later.
3: Uh-huh. Uh, oh, uh, well, Peter and I called on Wilmer at his office, and Wilmer told us about the laboratory. And then I remembered what Wilmer wanted inscribed on his engagement
6: ring. Go on.
3: And I told Peter I had a headache.
6: Go on, Jane.
3: And then we found Yvonne. Oh,
6: that does it. Please now, Jane, please, will you try to make some sense? Please, just this once.
3: Yvonne thought we'd killed Andre, but we didn't. Wilmer killed him. Right after we saw Andre this morning at the manhole, and Jane, there...
4: Jane, just a minute. How did we actually get tangled up in all this? A $64 question. Don't you see? See what?
6: Yeah, Miss Sherlock, I don't think... You never did. Right, Chief.
3: Well, Dingy, I... And
6: don't call me Dingy!
3: I thought I told you the ring was going to be inscribed from W to Y.
4: So what, Jim?
3: Well, Wilmer wanted to marry Yvonne. He ordered an engagement ring for her yesterday before Mrs. Randolph was a widow. (laughs)
4: to sit down
3: does your head still hurt peter
4: not when you rub it that way jane
3: i feel kind of sorry for wilmer
4: <laughs> you have the oddest sense of sympathy jane he
3: killed everybody to marry yvonne and then and it didn't work peter yes darling come on we've got to get started
4: get started for where, Jane?
3: Pierre's. We're meeting Beth Ellis for a midnight dinner. Oh,
4: no, Jane. But not we that. are,
3: Peter. She's expecting oh. us. And, Peter...
4: Yes, Jane?
3: Wear your beret. Beth will love it, please. Oh,
4: here we go again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, it's that way all the time with Jane and Peter, especially Peter. How would you like to wear a beret? Well, next week, Jane doesn't make Peter wear a beret, but they do get involved with a big game hunter who says he's being hunted, in the case of the pink elephant. So be with us next week at this same time when you... meet Miss Sherlock. Meet Miss Sherlock, produced by Dave Vale, written by Don Thompson and E. Jack Newman, with original music composed and played by Milton Charles, is presented from Columbia Square in Hollywood. Murray Wagner speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
2: Welcome back. Well, the opening to this series is kind of reminiscent of another series, The Adventures of the Falcon. And the way that series began for most of its run is that uh the Falcon would answer the phone and would say, and would say this is the Falcon and there would be a woman on the line asking for a date. And uh, he would decline. I have no idea whether that influenced that or if it's just coincidental. But it's an interesting little coincidence. Now, despite the obscurity of the series, it did have some quality work on it. Of course, the script was written by E. Jack Newman... And the uh, musical score was by Eddie Dunstetter. And one thing I think Dunstetter did interesting on this one is with the French theme is that they played La Marcier, but they kind of varied the tempo and made each uh, particular rendition of it seem a little bit different. So that was a really nice touch. Now, I do want to note that this episode is often mislabeled. It's labeled Wilbur and the Widow. And even the Radio Gold Index, which is a bit more authoritative, labeled it Wilma and the Widow. Now, Jane claims to have solved the case when she realized that he had ordered an engraved wedding ring with his and Yvonne's initials on it. Uh, before the murder was committed. Now, that's the type of move that automatically the killer should be sent over to Philo Vance. But, given that, she was awfully shocked in the scene that Wilmer was the murderer. So, that seemed to be a little bit inconsistent. Also, it's kind of weird that the whole beret thing was that big of a deal. Yeah, and that everybody was commenting on it. Why did Peter have one of those around the house? And... The silly thing about it is that with something like a beret, it seems like, particularly since they left the French restaurant in a car, that that's the type of thing you could leave in a car. And even if it didn't occur to you to leave it in a car, a beret is nice as opposed to other hats that... I think you should be able to get it into an inside pocket in your jacket. And I guess we are at our conclusion of Meet Miss Sherlock. Of course, we've only got two episodes, so we don't know if these are representative of the series, but the mysteries were only so-so in the couple weeks we heard. But Jane was likable enough, and uh, Peter... Peter, I think, was a nice uptight counterbalance. And so I'd be curious if there were other episodes with perhaps slightly better cases, but there's a good cast and some really nice musical touches from Eddie Dunstetter. Listener comments and feedback now, and Tim writes in, Adam, my wife and I attended the performance of the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra this evening. There was a piece by Schumann and one by Mozart. The last piece was Symphony n- Number 1 in F Minor by Dmitry Shostakovich. I'd forgotten that this was the symphony that your podcast theme is taken from. However, when the second movement started, I remembered. The music was not exactly your theme, but was reminiscent of it. Then, when the oboe solo followed by the piano part began, a picture immediately popped into my mind of a kilted Adam Graham commenting on the day's old-time radio detective show. That reminded me of how much enjoyment that I have received from your podcast over the years. Thanks again for all you do to keep the podcast going. Best of everything in the coming year to you and yours. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tim, and I appreciate it. I think you're the second person in the last few months to mention having heard the Shostakovich piece elsewhere and being reminded of the podcast. It's great to hear, and it's great to people listening to Shostakovich. I've heard a few additional pieces of his on Jay Nordlinger's Excellent Music for a While podcast, and he was just a phenomenal... And very talented uh, writer of both the serious, but also some of the lighter music that some people tend to frown upon so thanks again appreciated the email now it's time to thank our patreon supporter of the day thank you to steve patreon supporter since march of 2017 currently supporting the program at the detective sergeant level of seven dollars and 14 cents or more per month thanks so much for your support steve And that will do it for today. A reminder, if you want to be sure to never miss an episode of The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, I encourage you to follow us using your favorite podcast software, including Spotify, Good Pods, or the Amazon Music app at amazon.com slash otrdetectives. And if you are enjoying the podcast on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. Join us back here next Tuesday for Michael Piper, Private Detective. But coming up tomorrow, listen for Dangerous Assignment, where...
1: Just help yourself, huh? This is stuff that originally belonged to the tourists that we think these foreign agents murdered and then impersonated. Hmm, routine stuff. Clothes, curios. yeah. Uh, that suitcase that you're going through now belonged to a Harold Davis. Yeah, according to my information, three guys landed here in Miami and were whisked away in a limousine. Yeah, that's right. When their car crashed, they were all killed. And that's where we recovered this luggage and those identification papers. But it didn't take us long to discover that the men in the car didn't belong to this stuff. Oh, well, what kind of a plane did they land in? Regular passenger plane. Caribbean Airlines from Trinidad. Hmm. Hmm? What is it? Hey, this picture here in the suitcase. Is this the real Davis? Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, it's Davis, all right. Well, maybe you should say it was Davis. <laughs> that girl with him in the picture, that's not bad. Not bad at all. You say the guy who was impersonating Davis flew in from Trinidad, and... Yeah, that's right. You think that this picture was taken there? I know it was. I recognize the hotel in the background. Oh. Well, in other words, this picture shows that the real Davis was in Trinidad. But the man who flew up here from Trinidad wasn't
2: Davis. Well, that
1: means that... That means that Trinidad is my next stop.
2: I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host,
0: Adam Graham, signing off.